just kind of waiting for it to happen. This has been kind of a different winter for us. It has not gotten really, really cold yet, although just kind of waiting for that to happen. In fact, even me just talking about this, I feel like I'm jinxing something. That said, we know it's going to come for us. It always does. And I was just thinking of ways to maybe save on the heating bill this winter. Hey, let's build it on Radio.com with Corey Heppola. And from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. So what are some easy things that we can do to save on that heating bill uh, this winter? Andy Lindus here. Andy, three ways. You got to give me three ways to save on our heating bill this winter. Well, I'm going to give you two easy ones and one that might be a little bit difficult depending on your situation. And that one that might be a little bit difficult is probably the most important one. But first and foremost, if you do not have a programmable thermostat yet, you are missing out. I know we're all spending a lot more time at our houses, but when we're not there, there's no reason for it to be as warm as when we're there. So if you can have a programmable thermostat, even like eight hours a day, you're going to save 10 to 15% on your heating costs. If it's going to lower the degrees by five, six, seven, eight degrees, you know, that's, that's when we start talking about real money, we're talking a couple hundred dollars a year just by getting a thermostat that doesn't even cost that. And your house is going to be more comfortable. The other thing is we don't use all our rooms in the house, Corey. Typically we have some rooms that we can just close off and maybe we close the registers in those rooms, but even just like closing the doors, it can save on how often your house actually has to actually has to turn the air over in your home, which is, which is the most important thing. You and I have talked before this third one, Corey, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, but it's attic air sealing. If you're feeling drafts anywhere in your home, like you, if it, by your windows, you're feeling the air coming out of the trim or by outlets, you're feeling air come out of that area. Chances are your rim, which is what your house sits on and your attic, your top plate aren't sealed properly. Air is actually flowing behind, down the walls, out the walls. It's coming into the outlets and it can get condensation issues. But more importantly, like this week, I've gotten so many pictures of bat droppings, raccoon droppings, all this rodent stuff that's in your attic. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Like, I mean, this one picture that with the guy had, I don't how many bats it took to make that much crap in one attic. I have no idea, but I mean, the, that white <laughs> insulation was white to black. And when you look at it this way, they don't have proper attic area sealing. They didn't even have a vapor barrier. So it's not all that, in, all that stuff can kind of seek in down through there, but then you have all that air and it's using those bat droppings as a filter. And that's the air that's coming into your house that you're breathing. <sighs> Things like that. Very that healthy, in, very healthy. So, Attic air sealing, I think, is the most important. It's third on my list because it's the hardest. Those other two things you can take care of in one afternoon or just a, a couple hours. Any one of us can install a thermostat and program it. It's not that hard. Uh, it really isn't. And But that last one, you might have to get a professional involved. But when you do, you're going to be much happier. And to get rid of the bats, don't you have to call in a professional? I, don't, I mean, you can't. You can't kill them yourself. I don't. I don't think you can kill them. They just go from like house to house, don't they? Yes, yes. And and there's probably where they're coming in. Um, and I know uh, we don't want to kill bats. They're nice. They if you have any type of mosquito issue, having bats around your house is a godsend at times because they they really do put a hurt locker on the old uh, insects out there trying to get after us. So they're nice to have. So if you can get them removed, 
and use a professional to do that and then seal up your attic so they don't come back in, you're going to be much better off. Yeah, you call the Batman. He comes in exactly. and he takes care of them and, and flushes them out. To get back, exactly. to, your first, to, get back to your first point, um, so th that, that's kind of a challenge now for a lot of people, though, because we're at home a lot, right? You know, we we're at home, we're using a lot of energy. Um, but I, I liked what you said about closing doors off. What, what about at night? Is there anything that we can do at night or is that just dependent on how comfortable you are? It is going to be dependent on how comfortable we are, but study after study tells us that we sleep better when it's a little bit cooler. So find that and get better blankets and heavier blankets. Maybe I know that's what, what we do in our house. Our, our temperature, our thermostat is going to go down at night, but I'm telling you, these uh, weighted blankets and heavy blankets that my wife has, it's a, it's, a, it's a really comfortable way of sleeping. And, you know, we track our sleep on our watches. And I know I get more REM when it's cooler in the room than when it's not. So, yeah, it is a comfort thing. But with the technology that we have nowadays and, and what we can see, how our sleep's doing, when we sleep the best, it's worth experimenting for. I, uh, my wife too. So I, we get the energy bill every month and it kind of shows you the graph of like, Hey, mm -hmm. year over year compared to this year, compared to two years ago. And ours has been, it's just been consistently going up. And my wife likes to keep it at a bit different. Yeah, exactly. A different temperature mm -hmm. than, than I like it. I'd like it a little bit cooler, but this time I thought, well, maybe I'll just be subtle here and I'll just slide the paper across the, and just say, Hey, here you go. You can take a look at this. And she, she was on to me. She's like, <laughs> why, why are you sending that to me? Why are you giving that to me? I, I know. Like, and I thought, well, maybe that would be enough um, to, to keep it at a, at a lower level. But what about you guys? It feels like that's always the constant husband-wife uh, thing. It's the back and forth. Who, who touched the thermostat? It is. And, and, and my wife runs the thermostat and, and she runs a, a little warmer than I do. So I like the house a little bit warmer than she does, but she runs the thermostat and 22 years of marriage uh, coming up here. Corey tells me, pick your battles and I can put on an extra coat when I'm in the house. And there's other things we can do around the house to make it more comfortable too. electric fireplaces, space heaters, what I've done in my bathrooms, you know, people will turn a whole thermostat up to heat up one room, but my bathrooms all have an electric mat underneath the floor. So I can have that on a separate thermostat and turn the register off in that one. And, and it really does save some money over time. And electricity as a whole is still relatively cheap compared to some of the other uses of uh, energy that we're getting. And I'm telling you, um, electric heat, I think, is going to be more and more popular again. And, and some of the things that we're using here because solar is actually getting it's getting close for our market up in the North here. Like it really is. I have a, one of my friends right now is installing the very first Tesla roofs. You know, we heard about them five years ago. They're all over social media and people are asking me about them. And I'd call them up like, yep, we don't even make it yet. So it was just, it was one of those things that Tesla put the idea out there and said, as people are going to figure it out and gosh, darn it, sounds like they have. And, and they've installed uh, four of them now all in the Southern part of the United States. And we're going to be talking to them soon about uh, giving it all shot up here in, uh, in Minnesota. And when you have technology like that, and, and, and not only are you going to be able to help the environment, but more importantly, it starts to make economical sense for the houses where all of a sudden it doesn't cost you anything to heat your house. It doesn't matter. Put it at 75 degrees all day, every day, because it's, it's powered by the sun that that's, that's right. going to be happening in our lifetime. We're not quite there, but it's, it's getting closer, Corey. It really is. 
Yeah, we had a we have a neighbor. Same thing. Just all of a sudden, they were installing panels on their roof, and it, and it was is really eye opening. I'm like, man, that that's that's really a wave of the future, and it will be here. Um, b- before I before I forget, I do want to ask if somebody's out there and, and thinking, all right, I, I got to do what Andy's number one was, and I got to get that thermostat. What what can mm-hmm. you do? Is that easy to install to get a digital ther- thermostat like that, and to be able to set each room? Is that easy to do yourself? And and can you buy that? Yeah, you know the you know I've had people have really good luck with that that Google Nest. You can get it at any home improvement stores. I have the Honeywell. Um, it was two hundred and some odd dollars. I run everything from my phone, like I do my lights, everything. It's all everything is connected via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, and you can go up and down. It tells you your energy usage. Even my water softener now, Corey, is all telling me on my phone. I can see how many times it cycles, how much electricity it's actually using. Um, in and for me, that's if I forget to do one thing in my house, it's that darn water softener putting salt in it. So having that alert on my phone when it needs to happen, it's 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 been helpful because I've burnt a couple of water softeners out in my day, forgetting to put salt in there. And after you let them go a couple of months without salt, they seem not to work the same way. So yeah, I I've liked that. But the the Honeywell one is the one I've had the best luck with. And again, two hundred bucks, it's it's worth it. Yeah. It's kind of like what I did with the coffee pot is I started it and I didn't have any water in it. And then, so it just heated up the glass and and it's kind of like, you know, you do that time after time after time, something's going to happen with the coffee pot. Um, Well, another thing that happens to our house is during the winter, you have this going on. It does this and then it does that. And I'm wondering about the impact of our siding. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's what's trending. Okay. Here's what I mean. The winter very, very rough on our houses here in the north. We, we know that. The winter, and what happens is you have this freeze-thaw cycle. And, and we'll get these snaps here in, in winter where it's very, very cold. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's, it's 34 degrees for a couple of days. Well, then you're, you're what? You're, you're freezing, then you're thawing, then you're freezing, then you're thawing. And that's very, very hard on our houses, Andy. Um, what, what is the impact that this cycle has on our siding? Well... A lot of it has to depend with the the drainage that you have when you're talking about the siding that's close to the ground. If you don't have a good negative grade away from your house and that water's coming back, I've seen the whole bottom two rows of siding start to rot out before because what's happening, that water starts to melt and it gets next to the house and then it freezes to the actual product, the siding itself, and then it thaws there and then it freezes again and it actually starts to penetrate it. Not all sidings are created equal. A lot of the, the fiber cement type boards, when they come in contact with water, can really start to delaminate. Um, that's why we've chosen to really, when it comes to siding that's supposed to look like wood or LP smart side, we know that it, even if all of the things that we do don't work and it still comes in contact with water, this siding has the best chance of not deforming or delaminating in any way because of 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 how they how they make it it really well, we've put it in a whole bucket of water for two weeks and it doesn't change Corey. and we take a lot of steps to make sure our siding doesn't come into contact with water so if you have good negative grade the biggest thing with the freeze thaw though that you're gonna have to worry about is probably up on your roof and it's not gonna it's gonna damage your roof the siding damage i see that happens because that freeze thaw is because it's getting behind the fascia it's melting up there and water actually starts to come down your walls this past uh saturday when we were we were doing our, our radio show a lady called and is have this exact same problem happen and she's all of a sudden she's got this pool of water that's happening in her garage she she looks outside there's no water on the ground she's got good negative grade and i'm like send me some pictures please and i can see the staining happening down the inside of the wall 
and it's coming down the inside of the wall, which means that it's coming from the roof. It's going to damage the siding and the wall a lot faster than it is the roof because of where it's coming and actually draining and settling. But that you're talking hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars worth of damage if it's not addressed. And, and I don't know if you've checked lumber prices lately. I, I can tell you this. We, we, we held Pat on, on building materials in 2020, but lumber went up two, three times. And I can tell you this, the, the, the jobs that I had to, I can think of one job in particular. I didn't, I didn't charge enough. So much so that it was three days worth of rot repair. And when it all got said and done, it actually cost me $2,000 to put this roof on. Mm. All the costs because of that much rot repair went in and me being not the smartest business owner in the world at this point in time, didn't raise the prices to cover what I said. And, and I'm also an honest guy. So I, I can't go to the customer and be like, sorry, I screwed up. It's going it's to cost you more. I just ate it. But it was really that that roof cost me $2,000 to install because of all the rot repair that happened. And, and in actuality, it could have cost the customer $10,000, $15,000 more than they initially thought it. Mm. Think about that. On a roof alone, 10, 15 grand. I don't know about you, but that's a surprise that I'd have a hard time with. And, and it could really hurt me and my family for a long time. Well, and one thing that I've learned, too, is that water finds a way. If there it is does. water, it will find a way, whether it's, you know, if it has a chance to get into your house or down your walls or on the siding, it will find the way to be able to do that. If, if I had to put two reasons why to talk to a professional and have them come out, it's air infiltration and water infiltration. People in the trades know what to look for when it comes to those two things. And those two things are going to be some of the biggest cost some of the biggest problems you can have in your house, whether it's energy savings or rot repair or mold or condensation issues, you know, a litany of things can happen if you don't have your air infiltration and water infiltration addressed. If, um, if this happens to somebody and, and getting back to siding, you know, what do you do? I mean, obviously you call somebody, you, you, mm -hmm. you get this figured out, but there are options for you to get that figured out. There are. And, and here's the cool part. When, when you work with a company that knows what they're doing, they're going to bring a whole bunch of tools to help diagnose what's going on. Like we have cameras we can put into the walls to see how far the rot goes. We have meters and we know what species of wood are usually in, in building materials. You, you set the meter for the species of wood, you put the meter on it, it tells you the moisture content. If the moisture content is way higher than it should be, that's going to tell you a lot of things. Because sometimes it can feel okay. Yeah, it feels dry, but it's stained. And but but you peel back a layer or two, you can really start to find out what's going on. And when addressed early, sometimes it's it's not that costly. But when it let, gets let go a year, two years, again, you, it can double the cost of a project. It really can. When you have to replace rafter tails, top plate, walls, insulation. Now, you know, say like a roofing crew, it might be just one crew that does the roofing. When you get rot repair and have, a, you might have to get an electrician involved, an HVAC person involved, an insulator involved, a drywall person, a painter, a mold remediation company. And all of a sudden you might have to get seven other contractors involved to get this project done. All because a hundred dollar piece of flashing wasn't installed right or something like that. And it's usually a really cheap fix. Well, and it's such great advice too, because it, like with anything, a, a problem can compound. If you don't do it right away, things compound. So that's, that's why I want to ask you about this. I've been having this problem in my house. Hey, here's health. So here's the problem I'm having. You know, we're working from home. We are at home all the time. My wife is working here too. And as of more recently, like within the last, I would say month, all of a sudden we're getting rooms that just go dark. 
you know, all of a sudden the room, the electricity will just go off or or the TV will go off. And it's always a breaker. It's always a breaker. And it's not always the same room. It's kind of happening throughout the house. And we'll go to use the outlet. And it's like, what the? And the breaker doesn't work. I got to go in, in the garage and I got to flip the breaker. I don't know what's going on. Now, to be fully transparent, all of a sudden within the last week, um, it's not happening anymore. But it was really strange because it was happening all the time, like maybe three, four, five times throughout the day for, for probably a two, three week period. And it was like different rooms all over the place. And, and I guess I just don't really understand electricity all that well. All I know is it is like the greatest invention of all time, because when mm -hmm. we don't have it, then we realize how reliant we are on it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. And this is something that if I were you, I, I would have investigated pretty quickly because this could be a fire hazard. And um, think of what was going on two, three weeks ago. Remember all the frost on the trees? And yep. I mean, everything was frosty. And, and, and I don't know if you, and it was a little bit colder. Were you running a space heater at times? Yes, we have one. And I, I'm wondering if that's the thing that's kind of tricking it because it was, or well, tripping it, cause it, it, uh, if we were moving it from room to room. Yeah. One, one thing um, I would want to look at and I take the plates off your outlets and what, uh, how do I put this a nice way? It's technically referred to as like the, we'll call it the fast way of hooking up an outlet. So if you look at an outlet, you can just take the wire and, and, and strip the wire. So it's bare wire. And then there's a push hole where you can actually just push that wire in to the back of the outlet for your, like your ground, or you can make the little pigtail and put it around the screw and tighten the screw. That's going to give you a much better connection, especially when you have kids that might plug something in and just pull the cord and that outlet can move a little bit, yep. that connection can sometimes start to become wonky and it can actually come become a fire hire. So the reason I bring this up is because I've seen outlets melt because of space heaters. Then when they're just pushed in the back, I've seen, I've seen electricity start to wires start to melt and smell from the wall. I've seen, I've seen a lot of things that can happen when, when this isn't uh, addressed. So if, if, if you know, which if, if I were you, a safe way of doing this, you, you know which room for which breaker, turn all the power off and that, take the outlet cover off, pull the outlet out. And if you see wires that are getting just shoved into the back of the outlet, you might want to have an electrician come in and redo all of your outlets the, the, the little bit with a little bit safer connection. The other thing is with all the condensation, how cold it was, you, you probably should get your attic air sealing if, if there's that much moisture going between the walls. So couple that with all of those things and that moisture that's coming into contact with some of those bare wires on, on your outlets, it could very well be that, especially what makes me wonder is it wasn't just one outlet and it was multiple things. So there's something systematically happening on the way things were installed in your home that not to scare you. And it's just definitely probably not nothing crazy going on here. And your risk of, of, of having a fire pretty small, more than likely, but I just know what I've, what I've experienced with those outlets in the past. And, and some of it's because I'm guilty of, of, of installing electric outlets that way. And uh, because it's faster and, and I can get a little rammy at times and, and want to get things done. And this is one of those things that, um, I can tell you this, uh, my uncle, 
Mr. Toad Smith, retired electrical union guy. And I come from a, a long line of uh, electricians. My dad was an electrician before he started this. My grandpa actually wired the entire Coliseum at the state fair. That's uh, one of the things we always, mm. we always talk about in the electrical union. And he came over to help me with electrical work. And he got uh, about well, five minutes into it. And he looked at me and goes, before you start a project next time, can you just call me? <laughs> he was so mad at you. So this is this is just your amateur hour here, Andrew, is what he said to me. And I said, you know what, Uncle Toad, you are right. I should have called you first. And he goes, don't call your dad first either. You call me first. I'm, like, yep, I'm in. It's Uncle it's Toad, you're my guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think that's the plan. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, I look, I can't do this. I think it's probably a problem that is beyond me. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, and that's kind of what I thought. Just have somebody come in, take a look at it, and and they probably would be able to diagnose it relatively quickly. Yes, um, you know, with with the tools that electricians have nowadays, and this isn't going to be something that they haven't ran into before. I'm guessing with some small testing, they're going to find out what was going on, and at the very least, give you some peace of mind, Corey, because that's something that um, it, it'd be in the back of my head a, a lot if I were you. Yeah. Well, that's a good tip. Hey, we got one more. Hey, here's a pointer. All right. When it, when it, when it comes to making your your house more more comfortable and and do a DIY projects as a whole. It really should, when you're looking at a room, try to think about what it takes to heat this space. What what am I going to be doing in this place? And things that you can do to make that room more comfortable, whether it's curtains, air circulation, or like what we talked about earlier, uh, installing an electric pad underneath the flooring that's going to run under its own thermostat can really make a big difference. And we're not talking about adding a lot of cost to your overall remodeling project. But when you, when you start to think of every aspect and what you're going to use this room for and what what temperature do I want this room to be in the wintertime? And you talk to have those conversations with your contractor, I can tell you, whatever room you're renovating is quickly going to become your most favorite room because it's going to be the one that's the most comfortable in the house. And when you take little steps like electric pads underneath, air circulation, and, and just uh, overall energy efficiency can make a big difference. I like that you're talking about renovation because on the next episode, I want to get your top home improvement materials you shouldn't go cheap on and why. But for now, Andy, great stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you. 